on this episode of This Is Game Boy Light, Sashu Wagyu Yonkin Pon. everyone welcome to another episode of this is game boy light episode 44 i am e bloody candy and today we will be discussing a fairly unknown game from a fairly unknown anime called yonkin man but before we dive into that just a quick update of what i have been up to and believe me it will be quick um I have finished Metroid Dread, finally. I uh, It took me like a month and a half to actually play through it because I have been so incredibly busy with Haunt Hunters, real life, the podcast, and just personal projects. It literally took me from my second day of playing to my third day of playing was a month in between then. So... It's a relatively short game. It took me seven and a half hours to beat in total, but it took me a month and a half to play that seven and a half hours. So <laughs> Metroid Dread is done, and uh, it's a game. If you are at all curious about what my thoughts are of Metroid and Metroid Dread, that playthrough is up on my YouTube. Otherwise, I have played through Fortified Zone 1, uh, or Fortified Zone, if you play the American Game Boy stuff, uh, and this was in preparation for our Fortified Zone series podcast episode coming up. Uh, I was a lot more familiar with Fortified Zone 2 than I was with 1, so I wanted to replay through 1 to re-familiarize myself with the game, and, uh... Basically, a combat mo about how awesome these games are. And, yeah. Other things I've been up to, like I said, a lot of just personal stuff, Haunt Hunter stuff. Um, mo and I, uh, mo, well, mo played. I spectated. Uh, Pony Island uh, for Haunt Hunters. I'm getting ready to ramp up some Assassin's Creed stuff here soon, probably within the next couple of days. Uh, we had the RGL... Uh, horror marathon or Halloween marathon where I played Deadius and Where Is My Body from Green Boy Games. And then I uh, submitted five games to RGL's Feed the Children marathon, which will be happening over Thanksgiving weekend. More about that in the closing segments that, uh, you know, we script so well. So, uh, just been busy. Lots and lots and lots of projects. Just very, very, very busy. Um, so not too many games, but a lot of back-end stuff that hopefully by the end of this month will be lightened up because of preparations on uh, Glenn and my side. And I will be allowed to enjoy my life in December. <laughs> um, so yeah, with that we're going to dive right into... Yonkin Man after this very short break.
Okay, welcome back, everybody. Yonkin Man, like I said, this is a game not many people have probably heard of, uh, unless you were, um, well, from Japan. <laughs> um, Yonkin Man, the Game Boy video game, was released December 27th of 1991, and it was published by Masaya, or better known as NCS. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with NCS games, that's fine. I am very unfamiliar <laughs> with NCS games. Uh, some games you may have heard of from them. Prince of Persia, uh, both Game Boy Super Nintendo. Um, Ranma, Ranma, one ha Ranma Half, Hard Battle. Um... Battletoads for the Game Boy. Uh, if you're really into Japanese stuff, uh, Zenipo Pro Wrestling Jet was also from them. Otherwise, uh, they have made a ton, ton of games up until 1999, or at least published a ton of games up until 1999. Um... But many, 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 many of them are Jap Japanese only. So, not a super well-known publisher. I don't even think we've had a Masaya game yet on the podcast. So, it's actually pretty interesting. We, it, we could assume that Masaya also did the development as well, too. There was no credits associated with the development that I could find of this game. Nor was there any composer credits that I could find for this game as well. So because I can't read Japanese. Um, so. Um, but I do know the genre. It is an action platformer. Um, so we do have that coming for us. So we'll dive into the plot of the Game Boy game here real quick. Um, the mask. So the plot is <clears throat> the mask. Otodashi had kidnapped Yonkinman's friends. And it's up to Yonkinman to save them by challenging him to a game of Yonkin. That is the premise of the video game. But before we can dive into the gameplay and to better explain the mystery behind that plot. Uh, what we really need to do is dive into the anime. So to really better understand why the game it is the way that it is and why it even exists, we have to look back to April of 1991 where Tetsuya Endo, you've, I know you've all heard the name before, he's probably better known for his roles with One Piece and Bleach. Um, directed an anime called Yonkin Man. Uh, oddly enough, a lot of the voice actors in Yonkin Man went on to do some pretty big roles in both video game voice acting and in anime voice acting. Um, in April of night, or I already went through that. Each episode ran about thirty minutes long. And it ran for 51 episodes, so this was about a year's worth of, of, uh, of an anime. Uh, basically, in Western terms, one season. Uh, the gist of the, of the anime is, there's a small village called Yonkin Town, 
and the hero Yonkin Man protects the village and defeats his adversaries by playing games of rock, paper, scissors with them. Meanwhile, the villain Osadashi Mask always tries to deceive others. Yonkin Man tries to have justice brought to those that need it and faces off against Osadashi by gathering all of the Yonkin energy into his Yonkin stick and having a Yonkin battle at the end. So if y'all haven't figured it out yet, Yonkin is rock, paper, scissors. So now that we kind of have a premise of what Yonkin Man anime is, uh, let's get into the actual gameplay. We can, and we'll actually start tying the gameplay in with the anime as well, too, as we start to go through this. The gameplay is very, very basic. Uh, you use left and right on the D-pad to move. You press A and B to jump. And start pauses and unpauses the game. Exceptionally basic controls. Um, throughout the game, as or throughout the stages uh, that you play, you will come across a various amount of items. Um, most of them are food or fruits, uh, as is pretty popular in, Jap in older Japanese games. Uh, you'll come across an item called uh, an item that looks like a boot or a rollerblade. Uh, this gives you points. Points are okay. They're they're a thing. They, I think they ble I believe they give you extra lives once you hit uh, a certain amount of them. Um, but we'll get into why you really don't need that in a minute. But the boot also gives you a speed boost through the stage, which is actually going to be pretty useful later on. Uh, you get a fist, which will grant you points as well. Everything grants you points, but the fist will grant you plus 300 seconds. This is important, and you will, we will need to remember this in the next few points afterwards. Then you, have a, then you have a palm, an orange, a cherry, a lemon, an apple, which I'll just give you points. Then you have a pear, which gives you a lot of points, but it takes away 200 seconds off of your timer. And then you have a heart that gives you a bunch of points as well, too. So I've talked about these seconds, right? A fist gives you 300 seconds. A pair takes away 200 seconds. Why is this important? Well, you have 1,500 seconds to complete a stage. If you do not complete the stage in time, you lose. You die. You fall over. You go back to the main menu. There are four stages in Yonka Man, plus a hidden stage. So once you get to the tile screen, press start, you are greeted with four selectable stages and one, you can tell it's going to be a stage because there's an empty slot, a visible empty slot there, but it's not active for you to select. Uh, you can choose any of the four stages in any order as you see fit, and the four stages are based off of your four friends from the anime. I'm not going to try to pronounce their names. They're pretty tough for me <laughs> to do. So, One big issue with the game when it comes to stage select is if you choose the, the quote-unquote first stage or the top stage and you beat it, it doesn't deactivate itself. It puts a flag up saying that you beat it, but it doesn't deactivate itself. So you can actually go back into stage one again and beat it again for no rhyme or reason whatsoever. And when you beat a stage and it takes you back to the main screen again, 
it doesn't move the cursor down to the next stage. It keeps it on the stage that you just completed. So you can't just go mashing A to get out of it. Now let's talk about each stage. Each stage is exceptionally linear. Um, it's a very left-to-right action platformer that has obviously various obstacles in the way of Yonka Man, such as fruit, which we just talked about, the items, and what I would like to call frenemies. So the, the quote-unquote enemies that you encounter in the stage are not random objects. So when you play in through the game, you're going to come across like bouncing tomatoes and shoes and like it you would think is just complete random nonsense being thrown at you in this video game when actually it isn't there is actually a reason all of this exists those random objects are actual background characters in the anime in the anime there is no real human form Yonkin Man is the closest thing to a human form in the anime. So as you're playing as you're playing through the game, like I said, you're gonna come across like tomatoes and pencils and stuff like that. These are all background characters of the actual anime. They're they're drawn out in a humanoid sense in the anime, but not so much in the video game itself, which is why there's a big disconnect and why you may think that there's just some random things in the way because they needed to make a game. But the background characters in the anime are usually playing Yonkin, and that is how Yonkin Man gathers the Yonkin power to power his Yonkin stick. So, there is a reason why those things are there. It's just if you have never seen or heard or watched or did anything with the anime, you would just think that these are just obscene, random objects placed in the video game. Uh, while playing the game, you will very quickly realize that momentum will either be your friend or your worst enemy as you progress to these stages. It feels like there is no gravity in this game. So when you hit an enemy, or frenemy, whatever you want to call it, the enemy is stunned for a couple seconds, but if you don't hit it directly on top of it, if you hit it from the side, um you are either going to get pushed forward or pushed backward. Now, when a frenemy is hit or jumped on, Goomba stomped, whatever you want to call it, they're stunned for a couple seconds. When you are hit, you are also stunned for a couple seconds, and the timer does not stop when you get hit. The big, big problem with this is, is that you can get caught into like walls and floors where if you get pushed back, you can get pushed back into a wall or floor, which typically you can just walk out of. But if one of your frenemies is also on top of you because you both get pushed into the wall or floor, you have no invincibility frames, so therefore you're just going to be repeatedly stunned until the level is over. Luckily, the timer does tick down pretty damn fast. Collecting the boot power-up can also be a life-or-death thing as well, too. If you remember, the boot power-up actually increases your speed of Yonkin Man, um, which a lot of times can be a blessing, but if you start to lose control of Yonkin Man from jumping and from the moving platforms that are about, you can quickly 
snowball out of control with the boots and start running into every enemy on the screen, losing a ton of time, and the time is crucial come to the final stages. Once you have gotten to the end of the stage, you will face off against Osodashi uh, in a game of Yonkin. In order to defeat um, Osodashi, you have to beat him in Yonkin five times. Now, it sounds easy, and it is easy, but there, there is a little caveat to that. So, you have five dots at the top of your screen. If you beat him in one game of Yonkin, your dot fills in. However, if you lose the next game of Yonkin, you lose your dot. So, the goal is to, to make all five dots solid. So, kind of, sort of, you have to win five games of Yonkin straight. Um, there is a speedrun technique to this game. For the most part, there is no... There is no strategy behind it at all. And while you're playing Yonkin against Osodashi, the timer is still ticking down. And if you do run out of time while playing Yonkin against Osodashi, you lose. Um, so, uh, sometimes you uh, are just mashing the A button and choosing paper and hoping that it wins. Once you have saved all of your friends, so the four friends that you have available, the final the final stage unlocks, which is a final confrontation against Osodashi, um, claiming justice and rolling the credits. It is the same end fight. Um, it's the same left to right stage. However, the the fourth friend and the final stage, I wouldn't say they're hard, but they can cause some anxiety because you have a reduced amount of time um, to finish this stage, and there are way more frenemies in the way, and there are way more pairs in the way, uh, meaning that you need to probably play through the stage a few times to like understand and memorize where these things are to dodge them all. Um, because you will reach Osodashi with not as much time as normal left on the clock. But again, the stages aren't hard. They can just be a little bit anxiety-inducing. So, like I said, once you beat Osodashi in stage 5, you will claim your justice after he has deceited everyone, and the credits will roll. Something with the game that is missing is the Yonkin stick and the Yonkin power, which is actually a pretty big deal in the anime. Without the Yonkin stick, Yonkin man can't harness the power of the Yonkin and have a fight against Osodashi. So there was a bit of a missed opportunity with that piece of the game. And with the game being out in 1991, there is some excuse for it to be in fairly simple but there is no excuse for it to be in super short. Um, 1991, at least Japanese exclusives in a way, have proven that you can have a pretty lengthy Game Boy game, even with the absolute most basic sprites. And speaking of sprites, the sprite work in this game, with the exception of the power-ups, the actual sprite work of Yonka Man, Osodaki, and Yonka Man's friends are absolutely phenomenal. They look very, very, very good for what they are. And they you can very much make out what they are. If you've ever seen the anime before, you would know what character is what. The power-ups, however, 
are a bit too small for what they are. So sometimes they're very hard to make out. You can make out a boot because it's a distinct thing. Same with the heart. But some of the fruits look very similar to one another. So you may accidentally pick up one and be like, oh shit, I, I lost time. Or you may think that the, 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 the fist might look like something else and you pick it up and you're like, well, okay, that wasn't a fist. It was a lemon. So uh, the power-ups do kind of not look great and they're a bit too small. The frenemies themselves, like I said, you wouldn't know they were background characters in the anime unless you actually saw the anime or at least had a preview of the anime. Um, they could have done a much, much better job with the frenemies. They could have actually made them humanoid, like just like Yonka Man and Osodashi, uh, or at least given them a bit more of a personality because they also kind of look like power-ups in the game too. Uh, they're kind of like the same size as your character in Quirk or Amazing Tater, which is fine for that game, but not fine for Yonkin, man. Uh, as for level layouts and everything else, again, the sprite work and the actual layouts, like the the flooring, the skies, the background, all of this stuff looks incredible, especially for 1991. The sprite work itself is absolutely phenomenal, in my opinion. The audio, the music, can be a bit forgettable, but overall, it's not awful. Um, I've heard much, much worse <laughs> in later Game Boy games. Um, the cover art. So the cover art very much mimics that of the anime. Um, you have a very brilliant yellow border uh, around the box, and in the center, you have a sunburst of pink and white in the background, and then coming to the foreground, front and center, you have Yonkin Man flying in like Superman. And above him, you have Yonkin Man with the with the rock, scissors, paper. And then below Yonkin Man, you have Osodashi. You have Osodashi in this like gray gray suit, like he does in the anime. And then you have Yonkin Man's four friends. Uh, and then obviously below that, in the yellow border, you have Masaya, which is the publisher of the video game. Uh, a little bit of trivia about Yonkin Man. Yonkin Man's name is actually Mark. There you go. <laughs> Some general reception of Yonkin Man. This game, for anyone that has played the game and watched the anime, it was actually very well received. There have been non-stop talks of dubbing the original anime to English. And as of 2021, that's right, the year that we are in right now, Yonkin Man Adventures is a Japanese animated web series made to commemorate the release of Yonkin Man's 30th anniversary um, it was released on the official Ashi Productions channel on YouTube, April 4th of 2021, which is exactly 30 years on the dot from the first airing episode of Yonkin Man. On July 2nd, 2021, the show made an English dub debut on Ashi Pro USA channel in the same site, so on YouTube. The web series is a revival reboot of the original Yonkin Man series, which aired in TV Tokyo and Cartoon Network in Japan in the 90s. 
Uh, but it does use a different animation style. Yonkin Man Adventure serves as a comedic spin-off uh, with almost no continuity to the previous series. And its episodes are actually much shorter. They run at about 10 minutes instead of a half hour. The show focuses on the adventures of Yonkin Man and his friends. Again, I'm not, I'm not going to try and pronounce them. Um, and his rival, Masko Sodashi. Uh, however... The the premise still remains. Yonkin Man is still protecting Yonkin Village from threats. So with that, we're going to take another quick break. And when I come back, I will discuss my history with the game. I actually have some history with it. Not crazy history, but some history. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. So, my thoughts in history of the game. So, I'll start with the thoughts of my of this game. So, I actually really enjoy this game. It's a very short game. I used to speedrun this game. It's around like a seven-minute speedrun, six to seven-minute speedrun. I think blind, this game took me about 12 minutes. Uh, I actually really, really like this game. Um, I've never played it up until Game Boy Adventure. Um... And I never knew there was a game for Yonkin Man. So, before I got into Game Boy Adventure, or retro gaming again in general, uh, I, I did watch a lot of anime, especially on Cartoon Network. And being a curious person that I am, I always went to YouTube to find like anime stuff because... Back when I was in college, there was no such thing as, like, subscription stuff, right? Crunchyroll might have existed, but it probably didn't. Like, Adult Swim was the closest thing in America that we were getting to anime, essentially. Um, so I would always YouTube stuff because YouTube was the prime place to find all of this. Um... I remember coming across a lot of quirky Japanese animes because I remember I used to watch Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z all the time when I was a kid. Um, I remember watching Fist of the North Star. Like I remember watching some of these older animes. And while I was looking up some of the older animes and my quote-unquote recommended side of things, I got an anime for Yonkin Man. And for the longest time, like I never knew what it was because there's no English job, there's no English closed captions, but I would still like put it on the background because it is kind of an entertaining anime just to watch. Um, but I never like remembered the name. It was just one of those like I clicked it, let it run in the background for an hour because I maybe just listened to a couple episodes and just like went on with my life because it wasn't in English. So I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't invest in it. Um, then we fast forward to like 2018, 2017, something like that. And I'm going through like my, I'm going through my, uh, my Game Boy log. 
And I found a game called Yonkin Man. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, let's see what this is about. And I popped it in the EverDrive and loaded it up. And um, the characters looked a little familiar, but I couldn't like put my I couldn't like put my finger on where, where I've seen those characters before. And then um, we started. We played the game. We beat it, and this and that, whatever. And I did a little bit of like research on. It. Like I'm like, what the hell is Yonkin Man? And sure enough, when I Google searched it, I got YouTube videos for it. And sure enough, from there, I was like, oh, hey, I watched this like 10 years ago on YouTube and just didn't know what it was. I didn't even know it had games for this, you know, type deal. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. It's called Yonkin, man. All right. Yeah, I watched like two episodes of this 10 years ago and had no idea what it was about. So uh, that's kind of like my history with Yonkin, man, in general. It's just that... One random night in college, I watched two episodes, and ten years later, I ended up playing a video game based off of it. So, uh, but yeah, no, I do like Yonka Man the game. It's very short, it's quirky, it's pretty janky because you can clip through like floors and walls, but it is a pretty lovable game. Uh, with that, we do have a small little speedrun segment of this. Like I said, I did use the speedrun this game a little bit here and there. I'm not going to deep dive into like the quote-unquote strats or anything like that with Yonka, man. There really isn't much for strats. It's just dodging everything. But uh, the world record holder for this is Atroz with a minute of, or with a time of 4 minutes and 17 seconds. Uh, this was achieved almost a year ago. Uh, I have a time of 6 minutes and 48 seconds. But I'm not last, so it's all that matters. <laughs> um, so uh, that's it for the little speedrunning section there. Um, before we take a quick break, let's dive into some community events and listener questions. Let's see if we got anything here. This is Game Boy. All right, we got. Legs here, pretty excited for it. Uh, Mo and uh, Ariel, I see, uh, not appreciating Yonka Man at all. This uh, this will not be tolerated, and uh, Mo will be suspended for 32 years. I don't know what he's suspended from yet, but he is suspended for 32 years for not liking Yonka Man. Um, <clears throat> no questions, that's fine. But uh, we do have community events coming up. So when this episode is released, I think, in a way, it doesn't matter. November 20th at 1 p.m. Eastern is Tiny 10 number 12, I think we're on. Yeah, Tiny 10 12, November 20th at 1 p.m. Eastern on Retro Gaming Live TV. So I believe this comes out then, so I will see you all over there. Or you're listening to this after you've watched Rays because you can't get enough Game Boy. Um, we have another thing coming out for our friends at Retro Gaming Live TV as well. We have a Feed the Kids Marathon of 2021, which is happening November 26th through November 28th. Uh, these submissions are obviously closed now. And I submitted five games for this marathon. So I submitted a max load uh, to this marathon. I submitted Barbie Game Girl, Squidlet, Kirby Streamline, Extra Mode, Trip World, 
And I can't remember the fifth game. Looking it up. Sailor Moon R. Arcade Easy Mode. I knew it was another Barbie game styled game. So, um, those are the five games I submitted to the uh, Feed the Children Marathon from Retro Gaming Life TV. Uh, we also have another marathon coming up uh, with Retro Gaming Life TV. Not Game Boy centric, but it is a DOS Cathalon. Um, more specifically, the DOS Cathalon 4. So, this is uh, multiple MS DOS games in a similar format of that of the Tiny 10. Um, this race, uh, this race date is to be determined. Uh, some other stuff we got going on. We got Power Up with Pride. That's right. We got a Power Up with Pride Winter Edition coming up here. Um, starting on, I swear to God, I had this stuff open once upon a time. I promise. Starting on December 3rd at 11 a.m. Central. 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, kicking it off at Donkey Kong Country 2 for the Super Nintendo. Uh, but for the Game Boy, we have Barbie Fashion Pack games. It's a Game Boy Color game, but you know what? It's a Barbie game, so we gotta give it some love. We have Tetris Blast on Sunday, December 5th. And we do have some Game Boy Advance games. Um... Uh, Metroid Freeze Flame, Freeze Flame Zero Mission and Fusion. And there is a locked game, I don't know what that means, of Kirby's Dreamland as well on Sunday. So there is a lot going on for that. Definitely give it a check out. Give them some love. They support a very good cause. And I think I'm friends with most of the people from Power for Pride. And there might be a couple new people, part of the organization that I don't know, but I think I'm friends with everyone, if not most of them. <laughs> um, on top of that, Midwest Speed Fest right now is actually just announcing their schedule for their event coming up as well too. So probably the next podcast episode, I will give them a shout out into the marathon section. With that, that is, uh, and we have a GDQ coming up, but we we who cares? Um, <laughs> so with that, there's only one Game Boy game, one Game Boy game in a GDQ, and it's Ultraman Ball, which I'm cool with, and Gygus Blues is running it, which I'm even more cool with because Gygus is my roommate for Summer Games Done Quick, and I love Gygus to death, but it's one Game Boy game, and it's Ultraman Ball. It's not like they're not getting Game Boy game submissions. I look at the submission list and there are a ton, a ton of Game Boy games that get submitted. And the fact that they can just pick Ultraman Ball out of like that bucket is something else. So um, with that, we're going to take one more quick short break and uh, we are going to close out the sucker. So stay tuned. Alright, welcome back everybody. So, um, 
the best scripted outro that you'll ever hear in your life. Um, if you ever have any thoughts, suggestions, feedback, anything at all, uh, please let one. Please let us know in Discord, whether it's a DM or in the or in the actual like Discord server. You can talk to us on Twitch. You can DM us on Twitch. There's Twitter. You can DM us on Twitter. I think you can DM most of us on Twitter. Um, just let us know. Just talk to us. We're, you know, we're obviously you know doing it for us because we have a genuine interest in Game Boy, but we also wanted to make it entertaining for you all to listen to because you all are investing in the podcast one way or another. Uh, so please let us know how we're doing. If there's anything we can do to change, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can find me, eBloodyCandy, on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Uh, you can find my awesome co-host, Mula, M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H, at Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and he does have an Instagram now, go give him follows. And then you can find our wonderful, wonderful, uber-duber, awesome producer sprinting legs uh sprinting legs on twitch and twitter and obviously in discord and uh legs on youtube and make sure to go check out her project website www.sprintinglegs.com with all of that we also have a patreon so if you would like to support the podcast monetarily we do have a Patreon where we have various different tiers of stuff. I, I most set up the Patreon. I'm just the mouth for it. All right. So we have tiers of things that offer you other things. And once we get to $20 a month in patrons, Mo and I will start live streaming the main, the main episodes for the podcast. Um, patrons are also getting special exclusive sneak peek premieres of every Haunt Hunter thing that comes out. So right now, the, uh, the, uh, premiere, uh, sneak peek exclusive that patrons are getting right now is my playthrough of Yamawari Night Alone. If you're not into Patreon because of subscriptions and stuff like that, because everything in the world is subscription-based... You make one, you forget about it, and you're like, hey, why is my bank account like negative $15? Oh, I had a Netflix account, or oh, I had a Disney Plus account. Subscriptions are everywhere, and people forget about them. If subscription stuff isn't your thing, we do have a PayPal. Uh, the problem with PayPal is that we can't tie Discord into PayPal, so it's really hard to give out rewards and thank yous with that. So if you do support the podcast via PayPal, please let Mola, myself, or Sprinty Legs know so we can thank you for your gen- generosity. We have a merch store. We're going to keep selling out here for a little bit until we get to like the humble part. We have, we have a merch store now. Uh, we, was, we just opened up the merch store, I think, in June or July. Uh, go, go ahead and grab yourself a shirt. They're pretty nice. They're pretty nice. I own a couple of them. Um, the shirts aren't some like generic unknown brand. Uh, the two that I have are Hanes, like those like Hanes like tough work t-shirts. They're actually pretty damn good, and they haven't shrunk yet. And I've washed them like four times. So, and the print hasn't faded. They're not bad. They're pretty good. 
uh, go ahead and grab yourself a t-shirt. And uh, if you're into drinking coffee like I am, we have a coffee mug as well, too. And I'm pretty big on coffee mugs, let me tell you what. Um, and all of that, all of the, all of that revenue from the merch shop goes right back into the podcast. None of it is pocketed at all. It goes towards paying our subscriptions and our fees and upgrading equipment, paying for things that we typically have to pay for from out of pocket. So everything that we get from Patreon, PayPal, and the merch store goes 100% back into the podcast. Now, for the humble piece of things, we understand money is not everything. You know, money is just, some people just don't have it, right? Or it's tight for a lot of people, especially now in the way the world is right now. We're still in a pandemic. Um, the economy and the job market is, who knows what the, what the hell is going to go on with it for the next couple months or the next couple years even. We have no idea. But you know what? That's perfectly fine. You listening to the podcast, whether it's on your drive to work or on your run or sleeping in your bed or while playing Game Boy, while playing Game Boy at your computer desk while listening to This Is Game Boy on your computer does not matter at all. You listening to the podcast is some of the biggest support that you can give to our podcast in general. The more listens we get, the higher up we're going to rank. The more listens we get, the more support we're going to get just from you guys, and the better Mo and I are going to feel about doing this project. Uh, this is very much a passion project for the three of us. Um, you coming into our Discord and just hanging out, having conversations with us, just chatting with us, BSing with us is also nice support to have too. We love meeting new people. We love meeting fans of Game Boy, fans of the podcast. We just love being around people that have a genuine interest and what we have a genuine interest in as well, too. So all of that support is free, doesn't cost a thing, and honestly, sometimes it weighs as much as a monetary support. So thank you all for listening to the podcast. Thank you for those of you that are in the Discord and converse with us and hang out with us and talk dumb dumb with us when it comes to Game Boy. All right, no more sappy stuff. I'm signing off for this episode. The next time you hear from me again, I'll be with Mo, and we're going to talk about Fortified Zone 1 and 2. Have a fantastic rest of your day, week, weekend, night, whatever it is you are in the world, and we will talk to you soon. Game Boy collecting Game Boy. This is Game Boy, a Game Boy podcast. You get where I'm going with this.